Hey, 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 everybody. God bless you. I hope your Christmas day is starting well and that you are doing awesome. I just wanted to say that uh, Merry Christmas to everybody from your friend here in Kingwood, Texas, John Arcovio, Jennifer Arcovio. We love you. We love you. We love you so much. I know this is awful early and unannounced. I normally don't go online this early, especially on a Christmas day. <laughs> and I'm not an early riser. That's not my um, uh, normal. I got my red candy stick striped shirt on for Christmas and um, just want to Wish everybody a wonderful and Merry Christmas. Also, I came on because I've just had quite a unique evening and morning. I haven't been sleeping <clears throat> well the past uh, month or two in the evenings, partly due to diverticulitis, uh, that some of the side effects when I have flare-ups is insomnia. But last night was a little different. Um, I woke up from a dream early this morning, and the dream was very, very clear to me, very distinct. It was a dream about ministry. But when I woke up, immediately what filled my ears was God was saying, I am a consuming fire, and I want to consume you with my fire. Of course, I got up, and I began to went into the living room and sat in my chair and began to just talk to Papa God and just... All of a sudden, his presence just filled the living room. And I began to weep and just repent because um, over the past seven years, as many of you know, it's been quite a transition from being part of the denomination, being very well known, uh, climbing on lava of planes every week, speaking at conferences and crusades and revival meetings and planning works in California, just a whirlwind of Christian activity. And seven years ago, uh, about, it's actually 10 years ago when God first came to me and began to deal with me about stepping out of that circle and entering into the circle of kingdom. And we made the decision. I was warned by officials of the denomination that it would be painful. <clears throat> if I made that step, and it was. But during the process, yes, we went through a stripping of sort, <clears throat> a fire of purification, and basically lost everything, lost all the honor that we enjoyed, all the financial support was withdrawn, because that's kind of what happens when you step away from religious order. When you step away from religious order, as I did, <clears throat> release my ordination, the red carpet's rolled up and the door slammed shut. And all the pastors that you knew for years that believe in you no longer support you because you're not part of them. <clears throat> so we went through just quite a very difficult season over the past seven years. And, and there's been a few times over the past seven years that I've gotten impatient with God's process and then just tried to step out and take a hold of things to try to reestablish what I used to have from the sense of popularity and 
being known and respected and used and busy. God had to reach into my soul and rip that need for Christian performance out of me, rip the need for uh, uh, approval of men, rip the need of, of the, the addiction to idols of ministry. Yes, my friend, idols in this hour are some of the biggest things we set up in our life, and they're called ministry. They're idols of creating our own ministry platforms and becoming important. And what I've discovered for the past seven years is a lot of stuff out there you can purchase. You got enough money, you can pour enough money into a set and into cameras and lighting and professional effects to appear to be something. And many people run after the tinsel of what looks pretty. If the speakers that like Ken and Barbie and they're pretty and they're, they're, they're all dolled up and, oh, look at that, because they want to be like that. And if we're not careful, <clears throat> we can begin to bow down in our ministries to idols instead of worshiping God. And so I had to get up this morning and I had to begin to repent before Papa God about chasing idols of ministry. You know, when Jesus came to this earth as a baby in a manger, the wise men and the shepherds from afar came to worship him. There's only one to be worshipped, and that's God, Papa God, to lift him up, to exalt him. And I had to get on my face and begin to weep. I begin to say, Papa God, forgive me. Forgive me for beginning to look towards, you know, when I see things on TV and video and YouTube, other people that I know and their setups and all the flash and glamour and the music and just the professional camera angles and works. And everything looks so attractive. And really, folks, that's not what matters. You can ask, well, how can I know if I have an idol in my life? Well, pastor, ministry leader, look at your budget. If what you spent on having a good image, what you spent for marketing and click funnels, cameras, equipment, lighting, set, making the right setting, what you spent this past year on hiring top-notch musicians, if that is in competition or equals what you gave or is even more than what you gave and poured into missions around the world, then yes, my friend, you might be dealing with an idol. It's very easy without us realizing it to set up ministry idols in our life where pure worship to the king becomes performance. We're becoming brands of fire anointed with the power and the fire of God's word and being consumed by his fire and setting a nation on fire becomes replaced with smooth words to gain popularity and acceptance. I've made my mind up in 2022. I don't want to be on any platform that God does not create. I don't want anyone to receive me into a conference or a ministry or a circle or whatever, unless Papa God orchestrates that. So yes, today I began to repent for ministry idols. I just said, Papa, forgive me. I don't want popularity. I don't want to seek to establish my ministry and to become known and popular and powerful. 
There's nothing wrong with doing things professional. And yes, I do believe in 2022, God's going to add people to our team that we can present a better presentation. It can't become all about that. And it becomes an idol. Because again, my friend, you can purchase popularity on all the social medias, on all the networks. You can purchase with man favor, get into the right circles, and the right people, and the right alignments to appear to be somebody. I want to return to just becoming consumed by the fire of his presence. That was my prayer this morning. I said, Papa God, just make me a brand of fire. Set me on fire that I can in turn set this generation on fire. And so I got my old trusty Bible out that I've had for 35 years. It's all marked up. And I began to read from Deuteronomy chapter 4 all the way down to verse 29. So if you can see here. I begin to read Deuteronomy 4, and then if you look here, most importantly, uh, verses 24 to 29, and I'm going to go ahead and put it up on the screen for you. Of course, my Bible is King James Version, but um, I want to put the NLT version up for you. But um, in Deuteronomy 4, verses 1 through verse 27, God began to warn Israel, and he told them in verse 6 to keep his words and his statutes. And to do them for his wisdom and his understanding in the sight of nations. And that was what was, would make them a great nation. When they obeyed his commandment. Verse 2 he said. He said don't add to the word I commanded you. And don't diminish off from it. And then he goes on to warn them. And says if you'll keep my word. If you'll let my word become powerful in you. Then, um, then my wisdom will become your wisdom. My understanding will become your understanding. And other nations around you will say, surely this great nation is wise to understand people. But what nation is there so great who the God has so nigh unto as the Lord our God in all these things that we call upon him for? Guys, what makes us a great nation, a great people in America is not our money, it's not our freedom. It's not even the Constitution of the states within itself. It's being based on biblical principles living with a biblical worldview living not according to what is popular amongst men but what this book right here what these beautiful pages contain that's what makes us a powerful nation a powerful people a great ecclesia a called out uh, people of god i don't care what laws congress and higher courts pass concerning things that this word talks about. This word rises above all things. Let all man be a liar, let the words of God be true. Then after God warned Israel about idols, and I believe that's something that God is really talking to us in this hour, is warning us about idols, especially idols in ministry, guys. Idols that we set up to seek importance and popularity and to be seen, to be known, to have that look. Again, I'm not saying anything wrong with being professional. I pray that our that we can get a studio and we can begin to shoot professional sets, but that's not what I'm seeking after. I'm seeking after him. And even when we have those professional sets, 
I'm going to stay at the foot of the cross. I'm going to stay at the foot of the throne of Papa God and let him consume me with his fire that I can become a fire and the words I speak will be from his throne. Good, bad, or ugly. I'll speak what he says, no matter what the setting is, no matter how nice the lights are and the smoke and everything. I'm not going to acquiesce myself to fit environments. I'm going to bring the environment of the consuming power and fire of God into people's lives. Now, once you notice in verse 28 and verse 29, he said, you're going to end up going. You're going to go to a foreign land and you're going to worship idols made from wood and stone. And gods that don't hear or smell. See, God knows the heart of man. God knows how we go after things that don't matter. We go after things in our ministry, in our life that don't matter. We wreck relationships. We wreck our marriage, our life, our kids, our family and friends for things sometimes, for popularity, for positions, for power. Those are all cheap substitutes for the beauty of what God has given to us, our family. Even today, this Christmas day, we could spend time in the presence of God today. And draw our family close around him and gather around Jesus today. It's not about family and friends. It's not about Christmas trees and lights and presents. And we know that. These all can become idols. It's got to be Jesus. I pray today that when you gather, and it's time to have dinner with the family or gather around to watch a ball game or to sit around and open presents around a tree whatever you do in your tradition that jesus is there that he is the central focus that you gather around him now what's the answer if we do give in the idols what's the answer well jesus verse 29 tells us the answer the antidote he said but from there you will search again for the Lord your God. And if you search for him with all your heart and your soul, you will find him. Guys, that's where it's at. That's the beauty of it. Search after him. Let Jesus become everything to you. Amen. And after I read Deuteronomy chapter 24, chapter 4, I went to Hebrews chapter 11, read the whole chapters, the faith chapter, talking about those that operated in, and lived in faith and and served in faith and and um and then i went to hebrews chapter 12 and <clears throat> hebrews chapter 12 i want to close this because hebrews 12 again <clears throat> turns us to him Hebrews 12 and 2 says looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith and then you keep reading through Hebrews 12 and talks about what it means to be a true son and daughter. You endure correction from God. And I thank God this morning when I woke up that I was able to receive the correction of the Lord that came to me in that dream last night he gave me about ministry. In the dream, I knew that it didn't matter what people thought about me, climbing ladders of men, becoming popular in circles of men. What mattered was that I was obedient to Jesus. That I let his consuming fire consume me every day that i tripled my efforts in 2022 to draw nearer to him that i could be a brand plucked from his fire to impact others 
But I want to focus on, in closing, is Hebrews chapter 12, verses 28 and 29. I'm going to read to you from the King James Version. You've got the NLT there on the screen. And it says, And this word yet once more signifying the removing of those things which are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably. We can't serve God just any way we want to. It's not about us, guys. It's not about our ministries. It's not about our popularity and our videos on social media and how many hits that got, how many millions know us, and all the metrics of that. That's all faith, guys. Don't judge the value of your ministry by how many people are following you. Judge it by your obedience to Papa God. Is Papa God smiling on your ministry, on your life? We may serve God with reverence and godly fear. Verse 29, for our God is a consuming fire. There's that reverence and godly fear turns to humility, respect, and regards for others. Reverence, humility, and respect in regards to others. And of course, godly fear is a reverence and respect to God. For our God is a consuming fire. Father, I just pray today that this little Christmas message that I brought today will not only change my heart and life. Father, I don't ever want to forget what you spoke to me this morning. But I've got to just focus and draw near to you. It doesn't matter all the popularity that social media and all that in this generation offers can be bought. I want to buy gold that's tried in the fire. The gold of your presence, Papa. Every day just to take that time to draw closer to you. To worship you with all of my heart, my soul, mind, and strength. Father, help us to repent from ministry idols, seeking to become great and known and popular amongst men. But if you choose to lift us up, it's because we'll do what your word says. Your word says to humble yourselves in the sight of God, under the hand of the mighty God. And in due time, he will lift you up. In due time, he will lift you up. Amen. Father, we trust you today. We love you today. We thank you today. Change our lives, Lord, that we can be more like you. God bless you. I love you. Thank you for taking a few minutes on your Christmas morning. This 20 minutes, I hope, has impacted not just your day, but will prepare you as we cross over into 2022 to become a brand plucked from the fire, that we'll just abandon all the idols, all the things we set up 
to worship and only Jesus will matter. That truly Jesus will be enough. That he will fill the void in our life. That God void that was created by God himself that only his presence can fill. And that yes will be a brand plucked from the fire to bring the consuming fire of his presence to others. To see nations change. I want to see nations change. That's my prayer for 2022. Give us nations. And here am I, Lord. Send me. Send me. I'll go. I'll speak. I don't care what how fancy the setting is. I don't care what circle of men it is. I don't care how powerful the people are within the eyes of men. If you send me, Lord, I will go. And I will speak your word. I will say what you tell me to say. And I will bring the consuming fire of your presence that others might be changed and transformed into your image. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Have an awesome day with your family and friends. Thank you for taking a few minutes with us here at Spirit Led Family. This is John Arcovio, your friend from Northeast Houston, Kingwood, Texas. God bless you.